Ohio gozaimasu, and welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the podcast where we explore the world's most fascinating destinations and hidden gems. In today's episode, we're venturing outside of the bustling city of Tokyo to explore some incredible day trips. From tranquil temples and stunning mountain views to charming villages and delicious cuisine, we'll take you on a journey to discover the best of what the surrounding area has to offer. Whether you're a first time visitor or a seasoned traveler, join us as we embark on an adventure to uncover the treasures of Tokyo's neighboring towns and cities. So sit back, relax, and get ready to discover the beauty and wonder that awaits you just beyond the city limits. And if you are new to our podcast, I am Kristen the Wanderer, and with me is Zen. I am also a wanderer. Hello. <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> Wandering I guess we should rename today's Meet Us in Tokyo. <laughs> Meet Us, yeah, today can be Meet Us in Tokyo. Meet us in Tokyo. Or outside of Tokyo. Meet us just outside of Tokyo. <laughs> five kilometers outside of Tokyo. Just kidding. Well, if you didn't know, Tokyo is a very vibrant, bustling city that offers endless opportunities for exploration and excitement. We've actually covered some things to do in Tokyo, and we'll be reposting that podcast next week. But sometimes you just need a break from the hustle and bustle of city life. And plus... I personally like to get out of the city and experience a little less of the me metropolis and see some of the sights in the more humble areas, as it were. Yeah. So, yeah. So fortunately, there are plenty of incredible day trips just a short distance from Tokyo that will transport you to a completely different world. From stunning natural scenery to historic landmarks, here are four great day trips just outside of Tokyo that are sure to leave you feeling refreshed and inspired. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Okay, since you opened up, um, I guess I will go first. Thank you. <laughs> so the the first one I'm going to mention is a little bit of a cheater because it's still officially within Tokyo, but most people tend to stay towards central Tokyo, and this will take you out mm -hmm. west of the Tokyo. Um, you know what? <clears throat> Tokyo is so big that some of these, <laughs> you'll feel like you're a day trip outside of Tokyo, you know? Right. Well, this area is just like a small area outside of Tokyo. And um, it's actually it's uh, in an area called Mitaka. And it's I think for what I saw is the population of this just this area is a quarter million by itself. Hey, there's a cat. <laughs> yeah, we got a kitten. He's saying konnichiwa. Oh, very good. Yes, and who, what's his name or her name? His name is Kiwi. Ooh, okay. And he, All right, uh, Kiwi. Sorry, All right. yeah, he's joining us today. No, no, I was going to tell Kiwi yeah. about the Ghibli Museum. So if oh, you yeah. are a fan of Ghibli, you have to visit this place. I have been there twice, and it is amazing. So if you're not familiar with Ghibli... Clarify. Oh, go for it. Sorry, you're an expert. Oh. Go. Oh, no, no, no. Was, um, he, Ghibli is for those who don't know, but you're on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Studio Ghibli is um, an animation studio, and some people consider it almost the equivalent of Disney, except everyone, um, a lot of the, it's it was founded, and 
a lot of the originators are still alive. They're, you know, they're in their seventies and eighties, but they're still alive. So they made um, classic movies. Um, Go check them out. Things like my neighbor, Totoro spirited way, um, princess Mononoke, uh, Ponyo, just to name a few. They do Kiki's delivery service. Yes. Yes. (laughs) One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go there, you will see all sorts of exhibits that are on those individual movies. They also have um, parts of the original studio. So like their desks, um, I think um, I always uh, anyways, they have their um, different desks. And so you can see all their drawings. And so it looks like you're actually going into an animation studio because it is parts of an animation studio from back in the day. Um, they have lots of interactive experiences. Um, they also show a short little movie daily. And so Ooh. when you get to go in, you get a ticket to go into their mini movie theater, which seats several hundred. And there are five or six films, I believe, maybe more up to eight, that are unique to Studio Ghibli, um, the museum. And you only can see them there, and you're not allowed to videotape them, so it encourages people to go to the museum. And I've huh. seen two two of them. Very so they cool. only show one a day. So every time you go, you hope that you get to see something that you haven't seen in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's designed to be family-friendly. It's two floors. There's an outdoor area. There's a patio to eat. The outside looks like parts of the movies. They have you know, the big giant robots they have like one of the things I thought was really wonderful is everything seems to be interactive. One day we were outside and there was a bench and the bench looked like it was made out of metal. It looked roughly like if you had a big palm frond that was three feet long, um, the skeleton of let's say a palm frond, you sit down on it and at the very end, there's a little crank. And if you grab the crank and you turn it, it actually makes um, musical sounds. Oh, cute. Yeah, so there's all these little tiny things that, like, even the chairs are interactive, so it's really cool. Oh, my um, gosh. How funny. Yeah. If you decide to go, you got to make sure um, you get your tickets in advance. Um, quite often, you cannot get tickets months in advance. Um, if you're local, um, at least used to be you could pick them up at the local Lawson's. Um which is like a Seven Eleven, and uh, that's that's it. It's it's probably about an hour trip by public transportation outside of downtown Tokyo. Um, it's a combination of subway trains and buses, um, but it's a beautiful little trip. Um, and also it goes through like one of the bus stops where you meet the train is like a little shopping plaza and stuff like that. So it makes for a little fun outing as well. Oh, how fun! I love yeah. that. Gotta go. Oh, and they got the best gift shop ever, too. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet they got so many fun little knickknacks and like character things. Yeah. Yeah. With awesome. East delivery service, I would be down to go look at. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, I. There are there's so much to see in Metropolis cities, and Metropolis cities can vary so much, and there's so much to them. But I always love to see if there's some form of day trip or something I can do that is outside of the city when I go places, because I want to see more of like the country itself, because 
metropolises also are very man-made and even if you have ancient ruins and structures and stuff, I want to go see like, what did this look like before the city was built up? Like, I want to get just a little bit outside of it. Um, and so I, I found, um, I haven't been here myself, but this looks like a super doable quick trip from Tokyo. It is the Toshogu shrine and it is in Nikko. Um, and apparently there's a lot to do in Nikko, even outside of the Toshogu shrine. Um, it is a city in Tochigi Prefecture um, with tons of historical sites from the Edo area. And, and the Edo area is very like Japanese, what we think of a lot of times when we see a lot of Japanese culture. And um, I think it was their like golden years too, if, if um, my Japanese history is correct. Um, they have UNESCO World Heritage Shinto Shrines. So that is the Toshugu. Um, and the area is gifted with the beautiful nature surroundings of mountains, lakes, and waterfalls. So this is like totally getting you outside of the city. You're seeing some Japanese um, countryside and some of the beautiful flora and fauna around there. So it only is apparently a few hours from Tokyo by car or public transport. Um the Toshogo Shrine uh, was built in 1617, so that's the, the Edo area, um, and it was dedicated to the Shogun Tokugawa Iyasu, who was the founder of the Edo area. And this structure actually has very lavish and colorful decorations that include animals in the sculptures that were thought to be symbols of peace, um, which include three wise monkeys and the sleeping cat. Um, so I feel like it's a very interesting, fun temple to go check out. Um, plus the three wise monkeys is the ones with covering their mouth and covering their eyes and covering their ears. Right. Yeah, I think so. You know, evil hear no evil. evil, evil. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was drawn to this area because it's outside the city. You're in some nature and there's a lot to do. So this is like on my list next time I'm in Tokyo. Um, there is also in this city, the Shinkyo sacred bridge. So it's at the entrance of the Futurasan shrine across the Daya river. It's a, it's like the kind of red bridges that you see a lot in Asia. It looks very picturesque and beautiful. And it's considered one of the three finest bridges in Japan. And a Apparently, it's one of the best places to photograph in Japan as well. And I think it's because you have such a great mix of this Japanese architecture um, along with these rivers and trees that are just very breathtakingly beautiful. Um, Irohazaka, I should have practiced saying these before we went live. <laughs> um, this is the national route in Nikko, which connects Nikko City and Lake Chizu. Chuzenji, um, with a total of 48 curves at the upslope and downslope roads. Um, it's an Iroha slope that attracts many drivers for the scenic view. It sounds like one I would for sure throw up on and shouldn't do. <laughs> I'm very, I get very, very motion sick. It's a genetic problem. Um, very sensitive. So someone else can report back to me on how that is. <laughs> And then Kigon Falls is the most famous waterfall in Japan. Um, it's located at Lake Chuzenji, and there is an observation deck, um, which you can reach close by the waterfalls, and the view is just supposed to be incredible. Um, and actually, the lake, which is right here, Lake Chuzenji, um, is located in Nikko National Park, um, 
Mount Nantai, which created the lake by its eruption. Um, it's a very scenic lake here, which is apparently perfect to chill out or hike around with the fresh breeze. And from what I'm seeing, this place is beautiful year round because in summer it's lushly green and beautiful. And in autumn, they have some amazing foliage colors there. So it's actually, I think the most recommended time to visit is in autumn because of the the way the colors change into red and orange um, in this area of Japan. So again, it's like an hour by train to get there just outside of Tokyo with lots to do and see. So perfect day trip, I think. So is that like a bullet train trip or? I think it's actually, no, I think it's actually almost like a, a regional train. Oh, okay. So like a non-high speed one. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. By car, you would take the Tohoku Expressway by train. So you can take the Tohoku Shinkansen. So that is the bullet train to then the JR Nikko line, which is the regional rail, or you can take the Chiyoto line, um, from Otemachi Station and then Toboniko Kinugawa line from Kita Senju Station. So there are options on the bullet train or not on the bullet train. Got it. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. The second one I have for today is something that I've had on my list, but I have not personally attended it. But let me tell you what I what it is. It is the Cup of Noodle Museum in Yokohama. Oh yes, Cup of Noodle. Cup yeah. So, you know, this is, um, we, we all have to go here because if you went to college, this is one of the reasons you made it through college. <laughs> Anyone who goes to college should pay tribute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's like a shrine almost. Yeah. However, um, it's unique. Um, it's an interactive museum dedicated to the invent the invention and history of instant noodles. Yes. <laughs> and I always like odd places like this um so you know when you get there you can learn about the history of noodles um what they also have is they have places where you actually can make your own noodles so oh you, my gosh so actually make it from flour and from scratch make your own noodles which is really wow cool. um wow. A lot of it is actually interactive and eating. So there's also like a, I don't know what you would call it, but essentially you, it's, it's a noodle and you can choose what ingredients that you put it in, want in your noodles and they'll make it for you. They have interactive, they have something called Cup Noodles Park where they have all sorts of slides and things like that for the kids to um, run around in. Um, they have a movie theater that shows movies about the history of it. They have... They even even made, um, if you've ever, I thought this was interesting. If you've ever been to um, Michigan, De Detroit, Michigan, um, there's the Henry Ford Museum. And Henry Ford actually bought Thomas Edison's um, laboratory, took it apart, oh, moved okay. it, moved it there. Yeah. And you can actually go in Thomas Edison's laboratory, um, stand on the second floor, see where he apparently spat off a second floor balcony and try to hit the spittoon or something like that. And miss quite <laughs> often. Um, nice. But they made a, um, at this Nissan um, cup of noodle place, they made a replica of the very first work shed where the cup of noodle was invented. Ah. So nice. um, where the first instant ramen was made. 
So, I mean, this is just something completely up my alley, especially right now. Yeah. There seems to be so many food museums, like donut museums or dessert museums, and this seems like the OG one to go to. Yeah. Well, I'm down. And you know what's funny was I was just talking to my sister about this the other day. Um, the first time I went to Japan, she actually came with me. Um and on our flight from L.A. to Tokyo, we were talking about how great the food was that they served us um, on the plane. And they, like, kept uh-huh. it coming. They had so much good food. And we had been laughing on that flight because there were, like, people the next row over from us who they looked like they were Japanese and returning home. They were refusing the airplane food because they had brought their own cup of noodles. And they oh, were God. eating noodles and we were like oh we would have done that too like and that's how good the cup of noodles is so we thought it was funny you know i was um this is really a strange story is that um when i was young i didn't like sushi and the first time i actually learned to like sushi was on um on like (laughs) nippon airways so i was flying probably to taiwan or i don't know where i was going but I ended up on Nippon Airways, and they served sushi on the plane. And it wasn't, I, I know for certain, I was not in business class, and I was not in first class. <laughs> and and I, I, they served it to me, and I'm like, okay, let's eat it, you know. And I ended up, that's where I was like, that's where I learned to love sushi was on an airplane. So, wow. There you Good go. You. Good for you. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, so I'm up after the, uh, delicacies of, <laughs> um, instant noodles. Instant ramen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I am going to preface this with a little bit of a disclaimer. Okay. Tokyo has the Shinkansen, which is a world renowned bullet train. You can probably for the adventurous soul make anywhere in Japan, a day trip from Tokyo. Um, I remember for work, I went to Nagoya and back in a day. I went to Osaka and back in a day. I even flew from Tokyo to Fukuoka, which is the very south of Japan, and back in a day. So anywhere you want to see in a day, you could probably make happen. Not that it might not be exhausting and long. Um, But what I really want to point out, because if you can make it here, it would be a beautiful day trip from Tokyo. And it is the city of Nara. And I love to recommend it because I feel like not that many people know about it. And maybe that's just me because I had never heard of it before. Um, Usually with Japan, you hear about Tokyo and Kyoto and, and, you know, maybe Toyota. (laughs) Or Yokohama. Yeah. Yes. Right. Or Okinawa, whatever. Yeah. Nara. um, This is a must see. And it, um, it has eight UNESCO world heritage sites and what it is known for that people love to do. I know. know. The deer, the magical deer city of Japan. Um, So Nara was actually once an ancient capital of Japan, um, and it is home to some of the country's most important cultural places, including the world's largest wooden structure. 
Um, they have Buddhist temples and Shinto shrines and the sacred deer wander the green, the city's green spaces. Um, so going here makes you really feel like you're kind of stepping back in time. Many of the Japanese travelers wear traditional yukata, um, as they're in the city. Um, and the Shinkansen makes it super easy to be able to come here. Now, I think technically this would be like a day trip from Kyoto or Osaka. That's what would make the most sense, but it is possible for sure to do it from Tokyo. Um, so let me take a look here. Okay. So from Tokyo, if you, um, wanted to do day trip, you could take the Tokaido Sanyo line Shinkansen all the way to the Kyoto station, at which points you would then transfer to a JR regional train, um, and, and go to, um, Nara from Kyoto. And it's about two and a half hours from Tokyo to Kyoto. Um, and I think all in all from Tokyo to Nara, it's about four hours. So again, this isn't for the faint of heart. This isn't just like you're going to leisurely go. It, you'd probably want to maximize your time there, leave early, you'd probably come back late, but it is possible. It may be worth overnighting. It could, yeah, and it could be, but for those ambitious people who maybe you're just in Tokyo a couple days and you want to get out of the city and see this, it's possible. Um, the city of Nara is super walkable um, once you're there, and um, public transportation around there runs really often and, and um, all day, so it shouldn't be hard once you're there to get around. But uh, some of the more popular sites are the Kof Kofukuji Temple, Um the Isuian Gardens, um, which has a reflecting pond, a tea house, and gorgeous views of Mount Wakakusa. Um, and the gardens even split into front and back sections, which were each designed in different historical periods. You have the Edo period and the Meiji period. Um, and well, <laughs> apparently this reminds a lot of people of the Studio Ghibli films, the way they have stepping stones and a water wheel um, in, in uh, the gardens there. There is the Todaiji Temple, um, which is the architectural highlight of Nara, apparently. Um, it houses the world's largest Daibutsu, which is a bronze Buddha statue. Um, and the Great Buddha Hall is also the world's largest wooden structure and a must visit in Japan. Um, now, when you're approaching the Todaiji, this is where a lot of the sacred Nara deer are. They just roam freely around the temple grounds. And you, people, you, if you look up Nara, it's just people feeding deer everywhere. They're all over the place. Um, I think they might sell like deer food <laughs> around. They do. They do. Yeah. Have you been there? I have not. You know, this is one of those other places I've been wanting to go. And yeah. I've had a couple people, a couple of my friends tell me about it. So I've done a lot of research on it too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, do you know why they bow to the deer? No, explain. So, so here's the story is that apparently there's this, you know, the shrine there. Yes. And apparently in the region, they believed <laughs> when you passed away, you were re reincarnated as a deer. Ah. So when you were passing through the woods to go to the shrine and you encountered a deer, you would bow to the deer because it was probably a local Aww. or something along those lines. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you know, the deer locally know if they bow, they get fed. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know how that went from bow to the deer and then the I don't know how they got the deer to bow back. Like the Pavlov dogs. Right. But that's <laughs> the story is how um, that the deer were uh, 
why why this came about is because travelers would come through and bow to the deer because it was acknowledging spirits or reincarnated people or something like that. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, so wild deer run around, people feed them, take pictures with them. And I have to say, I learned about Nara from my sister who had been to Japan before me. And she actually also happened to go during Sakura season. So, oh my gosh, her pictures of her in Nara feeding these deer amongst these beautiful pink trees and the cherry blossoms everywhere was just heavenly. Um, And I'm so bummed. I have not been here either. Um, When I was in Tokyo, I actually did a day trip to Kyoto. Kyoto deserves so much more than one day, but I couldn't leave without seeing it. So that's how I spent my time. Um, But Nara is top of my list next time I go. Um, It just seems so beautiful. Lots to do and see there historically and otherwise. Um, And you, I mean, it's probably worth staying the night there too, if, if you have it in you, but... And also make sure you zip up your bags and stuff like that. Apparently oh. those guys are little rascals. They'll- I'm sure they're looking for the food. They know it comes from. Some- <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, they'll, yeah. they'll roll you and take your, you know, take right. some food and cigarettes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like trade with someone else for, for more food. Yeah. Yeah. So super cool. Well, then do you have any, um, honorable mentions? I do not have any honorable mentions. Do okay. you? I have, I have one. I and I, I had picked three because I was like, oh, someone else is in Zen or Tanya's for, for sure going to choose this, which you didn't. So I'm shocked. But um, Fuji, Mount Fuji. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually haven't, um, but it's totally. What is it like? An hour on the bullet train? It's really close. Yeah, you know what? What I did was I actually took a. T- took a whole day tour to go there so we yeah. used a bullet train to get out there but then um with a tour they'll take you to like you know the local um the local there's a lot of beautiful lakes and you know there's, yeah. um you know i forget what what you call them but they had uh there were you, you get on those things where they're on a um a line like a you're going up into a a, a ski slope Oh, uh, funicular. Like a funicular or something like that. So the thing is, you can go up the mountains and check. So we, we spent a day and we actually went up to Mount Fuji. And then, they, you know, they, it was a bullet train bus tour and it, it was like oh, a whole wow. day thing. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I figure Fuji is very popular. A lot of people go to Japan just to hike Mount Fuji. I'm sure everyone knows about it, um, but it's super easy to do within a day. Um, and there's lots to do at the base of the mountain and around that town. Um, and actually, fun fact, so I've never been here, but um, I did a lot of day trips from Tokyo going to like Nagoya. Um, and anytime you go south, it seemed like at least the lines that I took, you pass right by Mount Fuji and you get some beautiful views of it, even if you don't stop in the city. So uh, it's still possible to see it um, and see what it's like around there. But um, that's definitely probably worth doing if you have time to. Two tips. Yes. <clears throat> Tip number one, bring a jacket. okay so people always forget to bring a jacket make sure you bring warm clothes because it's freezing up there oh Um, we went during the summer still freezing number two is we booked ahead if you can wait for the last second to book it and check out the weather patterns we went and we booked like a month ahead and the day that we went it was overcast so when we actually made it up the mountain all we could see was clouds 
Oh no! And you couldn't see the city. Or it, it was it, it was great though. I mean, there's a little there's base camps and things along the way on and up. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, when we got up there, there was absolutely no view the day that we went. Well, you know what? I have a similar sob story. When I was in Rio, we couldn't go see Christ the Redeemer because it was so cloudy. Like, and bless them, the van, like the tour company wouldn't even take us because they're like, you won't be able to see it. So I'm glad they did that instead of taking our money. But it was like, okay, so (laughs) we didn't get any views of that either. So I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. So, All right. Awesome. Well, Thank you guys for tuning in to our Tokyo City Day Trips episode of Meet Us in Tokyo. We hope that you guys had as <laughs> much fun as we did. What do you think? Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, be sure to listen to our podcast where we talk about New York coffee curiosities. Uh, we get into NYC coffee cups and coffee that originated from the city. Mias in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Sayonara. Sayonara.